Tonight is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is December the 25th, Christmas Day. This is the date that we celebrate Jesus' birthday. Now, a little spoiler alert here, Jesus wasn't actually born on December the 25th, but it is the date that we choose to celebrate with millions of people around the world the day that Jesus was born. Because dates can be really significant, can't they? We've all got significant dates in our lives. For me, February the 16th, 1970 was a very significant date. It was the day I was born in a hospital just outside of London, England. June 6th, 1994, another significant day in my life. That was the day I arrived here in Washington, Illinois to begin a six to 12 month stint working with a church here. February 14th, 1998, another significant date in my life. The date that I married a young lady from Washington, Casey Brewer, who is now Casey Jane. Ironically, it was also the same date that I secured my green card and was allowed to stay in America. November 3rd, 2000, that was the date that I became a father for the very first time. My oldest son was born. And then September the 8th, 2013, some of you were with me on that date because that was the date that Connect Church launched just up the road here in Washington Middle School. But have you noticed that the further you get from those significant dates in your life, the more clean and sanitized the event can become? I mean, I remember um, fondly arriving here in June of 94 when I came to America, but when I think back to that date and how I felt, it was a little different. I can remember being two hours into the journey from Chicago down here to Washington, in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by cornfields, and starting to get a little bit nervous about what I got myself in for, where I was headed, would I ever be seen again? But the further we get from these dates, the greater they become. I mean, take a look at this beautiful nativity scene as an example. It depicts the very first Christmas, and it just looks amazing, doesn't it? We've got the lights of the square, this beautiful scene. But the reality is, on that very first Christmas, 2,000 years ago, it was actually pretty messy. I mean, this, this building, this structure here, this was a building that animals lived in and slept in. And as pretty as this scene is, it doesn't really give the full idea of the smells and the sounds that would have been in that building that first night. You know, normally in our Christmas Eve service, we've been meeting in the church and we have some traditions each year that we love to uh, continue on in every Christmas Eve. And one of those is uh, having the kids come up onto the stage and the, hear a story read to them about Christmas. And sadly, we can't do that in person this year. But if you're watching, the kids, if you're watching at home, I want you to draw close to the screen because the girls are going to read us a story now from that very first Christmas and listen now, because some of those animals that we're talking about will be in that story. Merry Christmas to all the kids and Connect Kids. We miss you guys so much. Normally on Christmas Eve, 
At this time, you guys would probably be coming up to the stage, sitting down around Miss Ashley and I, and we would read a Christmas story to you. This year, it's a little different, but it's still gonna be fun, I promise. So at this time, I'm sure you're at home watching us. Go ahead and get closer to the TV, get a little comfortable, because we still want to read a Christmas story to you guys. And this book is called Twas the Evening of Christmas. I'm sure you guys have read before with your families, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Kinda has the same feel, but it's about Jesus. So, Miss Ashley is gonna take it from here. Yes, it's a nice little poem, so let's get ready. Twas the evening of Christmas when all through the town, every inn was so crowded, no room could be found. Tired Mary and Joseph, who went door to door, at last found a place on a small stable floor. Thank goodness, said Mary, who tiptoed inside. The mice saw the donkey and scurried to hide. The rest of the creatures all cuddled up tight in hopes that they might have a calm, peaceful night. The pigeons were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of breadcrumbs danced round in their heads. The cows closed their eyes and the oxen laid down. The doves cooed so gently, the lambs made no sound. I don't remember the pigeons, do you? <laughs> no, the pigeons is new to me. The moon through the trees was just starting to glow with a glimmer of light on the stable below. When quite by surprise came a newborn babe's cry that woke all the animals sleeping nearby. Up jumped the cows and the oxen and sheep. Up popped the pigeons aroused from their sleep. They all came to gaze at the small baby boy as his mama and papa hugged him with joy. Now donkeys, now cows, now pigeons and sheep, now oxen and mice in the manger did peep. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples so sweet as they nuzzled his fingers and cute little feet. And out in the fields, taking care of their sheep, some shepherds were just getting ready to sleep when all of a the sudden they had such a fright as a whole choir of angels lit up the night. But the song of the angels, the words that they said, soon let the men know they had nothing to dread. Dear shepherds, it's wonderful news that we bring. A savior is born. He is Jesus, the king. They ran to the stable and peeked through the door and saw something never imagined before. There in the manger, a baby boy lay. No blankets, no pillow, his bed made of hay. And to that small stable came three splendid kings with gifts for the baby, all beautiful things. They jumped from their camels and knelt at his feet with their frankincense, gold, and myrrh that smelled sweet. The stable was filled with a wonderful light as stars above Bethlehem twinkled so bright. And high in the heavens, God whispered, my son, you'll bring hope to the world and love everyone. Then back to their slumbers, the animals curled, amazed at this babe who had entered their world. As Mary and Joseph got ready for bed, they snuggled their baby and kissed his sweet head. As Mary laid Jesus asleep in the hay, she thought about all that had happened that day. The mice heard her whisper as she tucked him in tight. Merry Christmas, my son, 
and to all a good night. I love that story. Good story. Thank you for reading that, Ashley. Yes. So, kids, just remember the reason why we celebrate Christmas, and that was a good reminder right there, is we celebrate because the birth of Jesus. And so while you guys are home with your families and probably opening up presents and seeing all the great things um, that you get tomorrow, just remember the reason why this time is so exciting, and that's Jesus. So that's right. good for your parents. <laughs> we hope to see you soon. We miss you guys so much. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks so much, Ashley and Whitney. You know, hearing that story reminds us, doesn't it, that some of those sights and smells of that first Christmas, it wasn't quite as pretty as this. It was actually a little bit messy. And it wasn't just the animals. Do you know, Jesus' first visitors as a baby were shepherds. We've got a shepherd right here holding a sheep. Of all the people to come and see Jesus, the angel couldn't have chosen a more messy and outcast group than the shepherds. You see, in Jesus' time, the shepherds, they were, they were the lowlifes, they were the outcasts, they were the losers. You see, I don't think it was an accident that the first people to come and see Jesus, that brand new baby, were not the religious and powerful people of the day, but instead were simple shepherds. And I think the clue as to why they were the first to arrive can be found in what the angel told them. When the angel appeared to the shepherds, he said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. All people. It wasn't just good news for the well-mannered and the well-dressed. Good news for those who have strong families or healthy marriages. Good news for those with a great credit score. It was good news for all people. There's a great line in that story that the girls just read where God says, my son, you'll bring hope to the world and will love everyone. I think by choosing the shepherds, God's making a statement that everyone is included. And the great thing is this doesn't just happen here in the stable. It continues on throughout the life of Jesus. Years later, this baby grows up to be a man. Crowds of people follow him and listen to his teaching and his preaching, see him perform these wonderful miracles. And listen to what it says about the people that follow Jesus. In Mark 2.15, it says, Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. You know, that last sentence there is in parentheses, and it will be easy to kind of skip over it, but I think it makes a statement about the kind of people who Jesus cared for. You see, he cared for all people. This Christmas, your life may look a little bit like this nativity scene, sat here in this beautiful surroundings. Beautiful to look at, looks wonderful from the outside, but like the original birthplace of Jesus, on the inside, a bit of a mess. And you may think that this mess separates you from Jesus because instead of feeling perfect, you feel more like the parentheses people that follow Jesus around. But the great news this Christmas is that Jesus came for all people. That means whatever your life looks like this Christmas, he came for you. 
whatever ups and downs 2020 has brought you, he came for you. The wise men who came from the east with luxurious gifts, extravagant gifts, he came for them. And the shepherds, the lowly, the outcast, he came for them too. Wherever you find yourself this Christmas, he came for you. And here's the greatest gift that you and I can imagine this Christmas time. It's a gift that Jesus gave to all of us. And that is this. Instead of waiting for us to clean up that mess, to get things right, to put it all together so we could come and be with him, he made the move for us. He grew up to be a man who gave up his life for all of us. And I know Christmas is a time to remember the birth of Jesus, but the reality is this beginning led to an ending that cost him his life. And there's one other tradition that we have every year on Christmas Eve, and that is that we gather together as families in the service. We break off and we take communion together. And we do that for a couple of reasons. We take that bread and that wine, that that cup, that cracker, that juice, whatever it may be, and we, we take that and we gather together and we thank God for one another. We thank Him for the loved ones in our life. We thank Him that no matter what we've been through this year, there are still things to be thankful for. And we're going to do that now. I'm going to encourage you as families watching online to... When I get done, gather together in your living room, your kitchen, wherever you happen to be watching right now. Gather together. Take communion together. Say a prayer together. Thank God for one another. And even if you're struggling to find something to be thankful for this Christmas, be thankful for the fact that He came for all of us and that this communion represents the great gift He gave you and me.